This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. So basically, (laughs) while I've gone to Tennessee, everyone has started drinking. Some people have started doing drugs. Now our friends are apparently sitting around in fucking rooms and watching porn together. And Kenny is banging one of the people in our group's mom. (laughs) Why are you trying to say these drums are cursed? (laughs) Because you cursed them with your vile behavior. So you're saying I could work in intelligence? I'm saying you could work for Cobra Command. <laughs> be a terrorist for profit. I mean, <laughs> sold it to the church. Depends on what the medical was like. I mean, sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. All right, so growing up, we were poor. And when I say poor, I don't mean a little poor. I don't mean kind of poor. I don't mean poorish. I mean, like, eat a bag of potatoes for a week. Like, that's all you eat is potatoes for a week because that's all the food you got. I'm talking about scrounging for cigarette money in the cushions of the couch just so your dad can buy a pack of cigarettes. I'm talking about wearing big-ass hand-me-down clothes that don't fit every single school year kind of poor. The Smith family definitely had some good times, but the struggles are what make you who you are, and we definitely had a few. Now, being poor means that there's not always money for luxuries like school clothes or cigarettes or even food, but it gets the volume turned way up on how poor you are every single time the Christmas decorations come out. I was watching a Christmas show recently, and somebody on the show said, Santa doesn't care whether you're rich or poor, he still comes to see kids every year. And I just laughed to myself, because he may still put his fat ass into the sleigh, he may still come to your house, he may shimmy down your chimney and drop off gifts and eat your milk and cookies, but it definitely is different for the poor kids than it is for the rich kids. Every year there was always that Monday back at school where some of the rich kids would sit around and recall how awesome their Christmas was, how they got these action figures and that action figure, and they got these vehicles, and they got jewelry, and when video games came out, they got the video games, and they had everything. They were just so awesome, and me and a lot of the other poor kids would sit around and just smile and play along, or we would lie about the stuff we'd gotten just so we could look cool. Well, one year I was about nine or 10 and my mom had come to me the couple weeks before Christmas, kind of laying hints that it wasn't going to be a great year for Christmas. So I knew what to expect, but my little brother, Steven was only around three or four. So I knew I was going to have to play it up for him as this was an awesome Christmas. Like he's only three years old. You got to make this badass for him. He didn't know any better. I mean, he was three or four. So Christmas morning comes and I jump out of the bed, Steven, let's go to the living room. And I run into the living room. And there was the bike that I'd asked for. I asked for one thing that year. And my mom said, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to get it for you. But there it was. The 10 speed I wanted. It was glorious. I think this was the year that my little brother got the Teddy Ruxpin doll. And if you don't remember, Teddy Ruxpin was that super creepy animatronic bear that would read to you like with a book and shit like that. But he just looked demon possessed at times. And then besides those two, the big gifts, there was all the little fill in stuff like the off brand action figures that every little boy will play with, but will never admit that he got for Christmas. There was some toy guns and there was these little paint by number craft sets for me that looked like little window decorations. And when I saw these, I got an idea. Now, these window decorations, when my parents went to go buy them, they didn't opt for painting sets with big cats or robots or sports or action figures. No, no, they'd gone to the store and picked out a hummingbird flying into a flower. And then the other one was just a flower for their nine-year-old son. Their nine-year-old son who was riding his bike, skinning his knees, playing baseball on the streets, playing stick guns with his friends. They picked out a flower arrangement and a hummingbird flying into a flower. Now, you would think Christmas morning, my brain would reject this, start throwing a fit, dropping on the ground, kicking and screaming, but I didn't because I'd already made up my mind that I had to do something. This had been kind of a lean Christmas for mom and dad, and I wanted to pay it forward. I didn't want to be pissed off about the stuff I'd gotten. I wanted to pay it forward to someone else. So I decided the only thing I could do was take these two suspiciously feminine wall decorations, paint them with the paint by number set that I'd gotten, and then take them to both my grandmothers that day because it was Christmas morning. We were going to see both of them and that would be their Christmas gift. The only catch was Christmas that year fell on a Sunday. So that mean that when we got up for Christmas at like 6am, as you do when you're a kid, I only had a little while to paint both of these things, get them wrapped in wrapping paper eat some breakfast, and get ready for church. 
So immediately, I fly into my room and pain is flying everywhere and I'm following directions. But as a nine-year-old kid, I'm no Bob Ross. But when I finish, I hold him up and look at him and I'm like, you know what? This is good enough for me to go ahead and start getting ready for church. So start getting ready for church. And by 9 a.m., we are in the car on the way. I sat through the church service. I endured the whole thing, but I couldn't pay attention. Didn't they understand? There was no time to rehash the story of being of Jesus being born on Christmas again. I had gifts to give. I, I was proud of myself for creating a Christmas gift for my grandmothers, and I wanted to deliver it. So when we finally got to Mama's, I again had to sit and wait through Christmas lunch and then go through all the presents being given out until finally it was my turn to give Mama my masterpiece. And as Shan wrapped the shitty nine-year-old wrapping job I had done, which by the way, I still suck at wrapping gifts, I was filled with a pure happiness that was reserved for kids on Christmas. As I'm watching her pull it apart, I'm thinking, I did this. I created something for Mama. I did this for her. And all that joy that was welling up inside me just kind of stopped as I saw the wrapping paper come off the little painted wall decoration. There was paint all over this wrapping paper. Apparently, watercolors take more than 10 or 15 minutes to dry, and in my haste to get Mama and Granny their presents, I had gone gone ahead and wrapped them as quickly as I fucking could right after I'd painted them. Crestfallen, I looked up at Mama, and I began to apologize and just say, Mama, I'm so sorry. You know, it looked really good at the house, and she stopped me in mid-sentence and said, Shane, I love it. Thank you so much. And she wrapped her arms around me, and she gave me one of the best hugs I'd ever gotten up to that point in my nine-year-old life. She didn't care about what I'd gotten her, just that I thought of her. It turned out to be one of the best Christmases I'd ever had. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Now That I'm Older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at anowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag PotternFamily. Now, if Potter Family is a family of podcasters who came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass podcasts, and basically create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag PotternFamily, you're going to find our show as well as the Talks on Docs podcast, the Boo Y'all podcast, and the Not Your Little Lady podcast. And this week on episode 147, Shane's Cursed Drums, we're going to talk about a time I dated a girl who bought me something I told her absolutely not to buy me and how Kenny now believes that those drums are cursed and then later on we're going to talk about a time that Kenny did something that was absolutely reprehensible but maybe he was the victim in this situation and before we move on I wanted to let you guys know you are going to hear a lot of Christmas clips a lot of Christmas stuff because we here at Now That I'm Older believe if we don't get festive now then who the hell is going to do it so for the rest of the month you're going to hear clips from our favorite Christmas movies some of my best Christmas stories and then maybe later on you're going to hear me and Kenny talk a little bit about Christmas in a couple episodes coming up. So check it out. We'll be right back. Fear not, pretty lady who ain't never had no relations. I've been sent to bring you the message that tonight you's going to be getting pregnant with the Son of God. It's a miracle. Yay. I am. Yeah, and he's going to be here soon, so you might want to spruce yourself up. Maybe walk in the creek a little bit. Oh, and he probably don't want me to tell you this, but be ready because he might give you a little bit of a donkey punch. It's, that's, nobody talks about perfect penises. Everybody talks about big penises. There's more than size. There's just, you know, I'm not lacking or nothing, but there's nothing special in there about girth or, or length. But when girls, like, stare at it, <laughs> they're just like... It's like almost like I imagine to them it glows. Are you being self-deprecating about your penis? Like no, not at all. My penis is great. My penis is fucking ideal. Okay, I don't know why we're talking about your penis. I don't know why. I'm just saying that it doesn't have to be gigantic to be a great penis. All I know is that people who spend a lot of time talking about it usually have little tiny penises. That's not tiny or big. It's it's like seven inches. It's it's like right in that middle range. It's it's like it's like two inches, two and a half inches of girth. It's I'm telling you. What it's the like, fuck are you doing, dude? Stop. <laughs> we don't need to talk about your penis. If you open a book, an anatomy book, you see my penis. Um, First off, both I'm- limp and erect. It's the exact picture that's in that book. <laughs> and people talk about it. The doctor's like, my God. <laughs> I thought that artist was full of shit, but they really do come that way. Oh my um, God. No lean at all, huh? 
looking out for tractors and shit. And I'm like, can we get back to the fact that I have a burnt leg? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I'm not even here for my penis. Why are you looking at my penis? Sir, we have to call some doctors in from out of state. They're coming in to do some documents. I don't think uh, that's how it works, Kenny. I, I think you might have been getting molested by uh, some of the doctors that you worked with. Are any of them chicks? Because we can work on it out of deal. This episode is going to be called Kenny, Me Too. <laughs> Look, bitch! an asshole and pretty much hated me the whole time we were together, but still always made a point to comment about how perfect my penis was. Okay, good. You have a perfectly average penis, apparently. Perfectly, like, normal. Like, it, it's, it's... You the, can say it. It's perfectly average. It's your not pe- average in the fact that it's pretty. Your penis is rather mundane. It's, it's average to the point that it's clinically pretty. It's mundane. No, is what it it's is literally how average. I've it is. never had more. I've had more than one girl. Bitch, that sticks out in my head because she did it all the time. When she just look at it and be like, "Never seen a pretty penis, dude." I've seen. Bitch needed a place to live. Okay, she was trying to butter you. She up already had a place sure to live. I was already having sex with her, <laughs> so but she a, had running water here, and she wanted to make sure to keep running. Like, water. She knows she didn't butter people up. So she was an asshole. That's why you hated her. So you can you can try that. No, one, but the, I hated. Bitch. Here's why I hated. Bitch. Because the first she was time, a bad person. <laughs> well, there's there's that side part I mean, of it I too. I loved her, but she was a bad person. Well, the first time I ever met her, she comes over to our house, and we're like. Oh yeah. So how long have you and Kenny been dating? She looks at me and goes, "Looks at me and my wife and says, oh, we're not dating. We're not together at all.'" And I was like, "Uh, that's not how Kenny sees this whole situation right now." <laughs> Kenny's telling me that you guys have been together for like two weeks. She goes, "No, no, we're not together." Whatever. She was sucking my dick. I was like, "Huh? Okay." And as soon as she said that, I was like, "She basically was like denying your even existence. Like she she didn't want anybody to think that you could possibly be with her." And I was like. So you're that much of a catch in your opinion that that Kenny is below you. In yeah, I'm your not really opinion. sure how that worked for her, uh, considering I used to come on her face. But <laughs> dude, Jesus, that's not what Nathan Motors about. What the fuck's going on with you? Why we are talking about your penis and the, where you fucking? There's a reason why it didn't hurt my feelings when she would be a bitch because you know that was just part of the give and take of the dynamic. <sighs> If a girl's nice to you all the time, you can't do that kind of shit. It doesn't feel right. But if she's kind of a bitch sometimes, it's like, <laughs> dude, there are times. Sure, I'll tell you when. <laughs> <laughs> there are times that, like, when I was dating, like, this is definitely one of your dating antichrists. Like, one of those people. I just that, wanted like, to get all that dark stuff, the dark part of sex, out of my system while I was with Mandy. Because <laughs> we literally, like, love each other one minute and hate each other the next. Like, hate. <laughs> so I want to get all the dark parts out that you can't do with your wife. <laughs> the stuff that you don't want to talk to your wife about. You swear to God, you are going to come in my mouth. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Jesus. I don't want to hear this from you, okay? I, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you um, know how hard I was working on hiding that from you? <laughs> don't tense up. Don't tense up. <laughs> So is that the worst thing that like you've done? Like, what's the worst? No, no, no. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about worst sexual things. I'm talking about like, what's the worst thing you ever did to a girl that like later on you felt bad about? There were some really dark times, (laughs) bitch. I don't think I can go on record with some of the stuff we did. Well, like many, there was shit that like the next day would you would just look over at the person and be like, "Did we really?" I'm not (laughs) talking about your sexual escapades. I'm talking about shit like when you looked back, like it was wrong what you did. Nothing sexual. I'm never wrong. No, no, no. I'm talking about when you, like, hurt a girl or, like... I've never done it without being justified. I'm never wrong. Is there any time that a girl would look at it and say that you weren't justified? That's none of my business because I can't control how they feel and they're in denial. So, do you feel as though you're the victim in every situation that you're in? Not a victim. I handle my shit. (laughs) I said I'm justified, not a victim. I don't call the fucking law. Like when you were so much of a man about it, you ran away upstairs to avoid your problems as a child. Ran away upstairs. I climbed up and we had a one story house like everybody else. Jackass climbed up in the attic. Climbed up into the attic to (laughs) avoid your problems. Yes. My, my six year old self was kind of immature. What are you trying to prove Shane? (laughs) Your six year old self was so immature, man. (laughs) Cause you were scared of the dark and wouldn't run away. Little bitch. No, scared I just of the really, dark. Scared I just, not having a meal. I really like warmth. Okay? <laughs> I love the heat. Um, I, I get left outside. So, um, I had one girlfriend at one point that uh, I dated for a little while. It was the first girl I dated after um, a huge long relationship that I had, and it was the rebound girl. And from the very beginning, I was like, "This is never going to last. Like, this is just a chick that I'm never going to be with." 
And halfway through it, she catches like hardcore real feelings. And I tell her, like, she asked me, so, she goes, so you were a bad person. In other words, she goes, what's you the played one this thing? Girl. <laughs> no, she goes, what's the one thing in the entire world that you want that you can't have right now? And I was like a new drum set. Like I didn't, I didn't even Oh, ask. I remember this. Yeah. You totally use this girl for a drum set. Actually, I did not. You did too. I did not. <laughs> you can dance around it all you want. No, I told her from the very beginning, uh-huh. as soon as I said, it, I said, no, you can't give me anything. My feelings for you aren't like that, but I like the blue ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that you told not her. what happened. Yeah. They, they are blue too. That is not what happened. We went to the store. She oh, so, to... so you entertained your thought enough to go to the store with her. You didn't tell this, her what color to get. You showed her what color to get. This is how it worked, okay? Mm-hmm. She stopped. She was driving that day, and she said, let's go to the music store. And this is when we no, were still good. You can't get me nothing. Stop. Nothing, let me, let me tell the story. Look, uh, let me tell the story. Because you're weaseling your way out of I'm your not weaseling it out. I'm going to ahead and let you know, how, know exactly how it went. I'm going to be completely bag. honest. <laughs> She says, let's go to the music store. I was like, cool. Everything's still good between us at the time. And, but you um, already knew she wasn't the one. Yeah, I totally knew she wasn't the one. <laughs> okay. But I was like, well, shit, if she wants to go to the music store and look keep, around, Keep going, why Gene not? Simmons. So we go to the music store. I find these beautiful blue ta- Tama drums that I loved. Like, these these were just perfect. Fun and I said, drums. I said, if I was going to get what now? Those are the fuck boy drums. <laughs> I was like, if I was going to get a drum set, this is the drum set that I would get. I don't want you to buy me drums, girlfriend, but this, if I was going to get drums. No, at the time. <laughs> that's just like every girl that's ever had you go shopping with her and be like, if I was going to get some shoes, these would be the shoes I'd get. And you're like, Can we you, you, were that, you were that coy little bitch. <laughs> Keep going, gold digger. So a couple of weeks later. Some shit I goes say wrong. Shane's a gold digger. <laughs> we had a big fight and like some shit went down. And she was like, uh, I was, you know, I feel so bad. Cause like we were about to break up. Like we were on the verge of breaking up. And she was like, Oh my God. If so you she knew got I- some keeping nigga drums. <laughs> <laughs> we were like at the point we're having the conversation to break up. And she looks at me and says, if you knew what I did today, you wouldn't break up with me. And I went, what did you do? Normal, a good person would be like, no, that's not true. We're done no matter what. You were all like, no, like I said. Let me gauge the situation. <laughs> what did you do? We were having the conversation ahead, to break up, ahead. but we weren't broken up yet. I'm Dr. Filling this. Go ahead. So she says, I went to the music You knew store. you were wrong at this point, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So she says, I went to the store and I went ahead and put a down payment down on the drums. And I looked at her and my exact words were, do not... Buy me any drums. Do not. Don't buy me those high heel shoes with the red bottoms. How, don't do that. Do Thank not keep going. Buy me those drums. I said it like six times before we hung up the phone. I was like, "We will talk tomorrow." But, but did you not. accept said drums once they arrived? <laughs> for two more weeks before, or for a month before Christmas got there, I kept telling her, "Do not buy me the drums." <laughs> now of course I accepted the drums when they got there. Don't buy me those drums. I mean, what was I supposed to do? Tell them to send them back? Yes. <laughs> but they were new drums. I Which mean, this isn't are, like there the, the, are still the are those still the drums you play to this day? No, no. I ended up uh, selling those drums to a church. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> Sold your ill-begotten <laughs> drums. To, you didn't donate them to a church. No, I didn't this, sell them like that. This son of a bitch sold his darkness drums. <laughs> you, no, they came up with what it was. Oh, you're going to hell. <laughs> you sold tainted drums to the Lord's people. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> Now I know why fate favors me so much more than you. Wait a minute, we are not going that far. Uh, <laughs> no, they came to my they came to my house. The handyman uh, I use. God wants said, you to repent. He said you need to go donate some drums. You got money now. Go get some drums and give them to a church. You sold them tainted drums. You sold them gigolo drums. Do not buy me any drums. That's what I said. Do to not her. buy me any drums, but if you show up with them, I'm gonna let you bring them in. Well, I mean, <laughs> and then I'm gonna sell them to a church so I can get better drums. Well, I already had better drums at that point. Oh my god, my side hurts. This motherfucker. Oh, you're going to hell. 
<laughs> I'm not going to hell, dude. Everything was perfectly fine. Okay, I sold some drums. That's why I'm agnostic. Because like, <laughs> I think I'm atheist, and somebody will tell me a story like this, and I'll be like, nope, there's a hell. Because that motherfucker has to be going there. He sold his tainted drums. <laughs> They asked me if they could buy this the drums. This is how items become cursed. <laughs> Dude. There's some kid that broke his leg because he has those drums now. He played his drums, practicing. Every time he left the practice space, he'd trip and fall or some shit. Because they're cursed. <laughs> Why are you trying to say these drums are cursed? Because <laughs> you cursed them with your vile behavior. Dude, this girl was crazy, though. It wasn't just buying the drums. This girl, like... I think I remember this one. Yeah. At one point, she told me that, um, <laughs> no, not her. It was, it was a totally different girl. Um, that tells y'all something right there. <laughs> but, but this one, um, actually, like, I left the apartment to go, like, do something. And she came over while I wasn't there. Paul lets her in. And um, she knew that I had left the apartment to go. I forget what I had done. And she said, she you was, were out there making a payment to the devil for the <laughs> drugs you got on his lewd behavior. She tells me that, like, because I wasn't at the apartment when she got there, she took a shower in my bathroom, but she turned the lights off to, to make herself not, re, not, mm. un, like, not be able to see that I wasn't there. She, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, drove this one crazy, too. These are definitely cursed drugs. <laughs> She was you like, might as well have like a headhunter's prize up in the bass drum hanging down from that motherfucker, <laughs> bouncing every time you hit the bass pedal. <laughs> Little Mogwai ass looking head. So she told me, um, she said, she said, I know you don't like the water to be too hot in the shower when you take a shower. So I turned it up really, really hot and I turned the lights off so I couldn't see that you weren't there. I wanted my flesh to burn <laughs> like my yearning. <laughs> Like my bank account is after I bought these drums. <laughs> Do not buy me. St. Peter's drums. up there waiting. Just wait till you die, motherfucker. You don't have to. You don't have to talk to me about them drums. <laughs> the bad part is you sold them to the church. I didn't want to sell them. The church asked me if I'd sell them, and I said sure. <laughs> It's <laughs> like selling a hooker's underwear to a chair. Why is that the same thing? Because <laughs> you let some girl who's in love with you buy these drones. Knowing your ass went in love with her. <laughs> and then you sold them to God's people. <laughs> oh, some shit that I would do, but I'd know what I was doing. I wouldn't play dumb about it. <laughs> well, in my defense, it had y'all been need so to pray over them drums too, because I got them through some illicit. Way. I would have donated them to the church to clear my name with, with God. <laughs> well, if they wanted to pay for them, what was I going to do? Say no, don't give me yes. any money. <laughs> yes, you sinning son of a bitch. How am I a sinning son of a bitch? I didn't want the drums. She gave me the drums. <laughs> you just didn't pay for. It. You made profit off that. Profit off of donations given by churchgoers. Oh my god! I had something they needed. They wanted to buy it, so I sold it to them for like two hundred fifty bucks. Oh god! If Cobra like Commander broke out tomorrow, you'd be sold. You'd be like, I see what Cobra's point is. I'm signing up. Fuck it. I deserve a free yard. <laughs> so you're saying I could work in intelligence? I'm saying you could work for Cobra Command, <laughs> be a terrorist for profit. I mean, <laughs> sold it to the church. Depends on what the medical was like. I mean, <laughs> see, what's the deductible like? Let's be honest. Oh, Shane's cursed drums. That's what this episode should be called. So we've got to have a story about something you've done that, that's that's. No, I've never done anything like that. <laughs> I just didn't feel like it was reprehensible. They wanted something. I sold it to them. I told the girl, don't give me any drums. She bought them. What was I supposed to do? Tell her to take them back? Uh... If a girl would have bought you, let's say a girl would have bought you something like that. Okay. She bought you a three-piece suit that was roughly the same cost, about 300 bucks, 400 bucks, whatever. I'm not letting somebody buy me some shit unless, unless I want to be dealing with them because I don't like to owe people favors. 
I didn't know her a favor. I mean, she told me it was free and clear. <laughs> sure. She told me when she gave them to me, she was like, listen, I want you to have them, whether you want them or not. And I told her three to four times. <laughs> That's not how it works. she was giving me. That's not how it works, Jay. And then you're going to sell them to a church. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe that's the sticking point. <laughs> gotten out of, oh my goodness. Most people be like, I can clear my fucking conscience. Your conscience was clear. <laughs> I, told her not I, to, I told her not to buy the goddamn drums. I told her not to. And then you didn't have to accept them. You could have been like, no. That's exactly I tried what to I buy said. some I girl said, in high school a ring and she said, no, I can't take this. And that was the right thing for her to do. She didn't take it and then hock it in a church. <laughs> Man, that uh, that would go really good in our church uh, jewelry collection. I'll sell it to you. <laughs> I broke some guy's heart getting it, but I'll sell it to you. I feel like maybe you're just not as good of a business person as I am. That's why God lets you get your nuts cut. <laughs> Dude, I chose to do that. Yeah, that's what God wants you to <laughs> God, Jesus, right there going, yeah, let's get him to cut his nuts. We don't want to spread that around. <laughs> Be a bunch of cursed drums out here from his children, too, probably. <laughs> Why are you to Your drums are like the Chucky of drums. <laughs> Dude, like maybe it's just like a light curse though. Like every time they play, they break a stick every single time. You broke enough sticks, that's for goddamn sure. Well, it was because I was a, a manly player where I would hit my sloppy. drums hard enough to break sticks. You say manly, I say sloppy. Okay, whatever. If you had more control, you wouldn't have accepted them drums or broken your drums. <laughs> And sold them to the church. <laughs> if I had more control, I might have got some symbols out of the whole deal. <laughs> well, <laughs> you were, you know. If I'm, maybe if I'd have had a perfect penis. <laughs> if you had an anatomically perfect penis, you might have gotten some symbols. I can't have. Never mind. I'm not going to talk about. My penis I guess. On the I guess. I guess. Shut up, bitch. His mom blowing the family budget on buying me clothes was similar, but I was like into her. I was hitting it. Okay, so we're about to get into one of the strangest and wildest times in mine and Kenny's lives ever. Well, mostly for Kenny, but you'll understand all that in just a second. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about what we've come to call the OMF years or original motherfucker years. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. In a world where so many podcasts offer TV and movie news. Along comes another one filled to the brim with podcasty goodness that is only slightly better at best. Admit it, you're always looking for a new brand of meaningless movie nonsense in your podcast diet. Look for the 365 Flicks podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, and all good third-party podcast apps. You can also swing by the Facebook page. Come join in on the adventures of Kev, a pissy ex-video star clerk. And Chris, a Scottish Whedon Hall. We're your vocal heroes of pissy opinion. We bring you all the latest TV and movie news reviews and general geeky rants. As well as a bunch of top fives that you really won't care about. So whether you're Team Iron Man or Team Cap, you're Team Batman or Team Superman, drop on by the 365 Flex podcast, where the Chris vs. Kev civil war never stops. This is the podcast you're looking for. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. All right, Kenny, this week we're going to do a brand new commercial for Patreon. You've already been told, what, pa- you've already been told what Patreon is. Yeah, I knew you, you were going to ask you me. You assume that I listen. Don't fucking ask me what Patreon is. Patreon is the place, patreon.com slash now let them older, where if they go there, give us money, donate oh. to the podcast every month. Yeah, give me some money. It's for now that I'm older. It's not for Kenny. There is no place to donate to Kenny. Don't try to donate directly to Kenny. Patreon.com, if you go there, we're going to give you things like stickers, T-shirts, uh, unreleased content. We're also going to have Kenny do a shout-out where he talks about you directly, and he's going to do his best to make it as nice as possible. I'm not. What I'm trying to say is, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It will be an honor, sir. Hello, you lot. I'm Daryl. And I'm Ben. 
and we're Sudden Double D, the Triple Bill Title Podcast. Each fortnight, we watch three films linked by a word in the title. For example, Sudden Impact, Double Impact and Deep Impact. Or Young Frankenstein, Young Guns and While We're Young. Or Four Flies on Grey Velvet, Blue Velvet and Velvet Goldmine. You get the idea. If you're into finding links between weird triple bills, taking pot shots at terrible movies, and listening to two film fanatics bicker, then we've the show for you. Search for Sudden Double Deep on iTunes, Stitcher, and all good podcatchers, and find us on Twitter at SDD Film Podcast. That's SDD Film Podcast. Uh, thank you very much. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming in town. Santa! Oh my god! Santa here? I know him. Okay, if we're going to pull the show over and talk about the, the OMF years, which I feel like that's what these have to be known as. The that, original. That was, the fir- that was phase one. <laughs> well, there were two phases. Here's the thing, though. Even years later, this is a huge sore for our friend um, who was basically, we had a huge group of friends at the time. We all we were hung a little out. group of thugs. We, what it was. we were a group of like fucking chains over there getting drums illicitly. <laughs> <laughs> so <Sold to> churches. <laughs> well, so to a church profiteered <laughs> off the Lord. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but we were a bunch of like, you know, late, you know, late teens, early twenties, like fucking running around being hooligans. Basically. I was 17. Well, that's why I said late teens. Some of us, some of the hangers on were like in their early 20s with us at the time. Yeah, I would just turn 17. So we all start hanging out at this one friend's house. And it's like the Wild West over there. And her, <laughs> this house was so much the fucking Wild this West. Is, this was the first parents we found that wanted to be the cool parents. Hold on. And, let, and let, our little group was more than ready to take advantage of that attitude. <laughs> let me give a snapshot of how crazy this house was when I was coming up. I had moved to Tennessee for four months, okay? And when I leave to go to Tennessee, everything is fucking normal, okay? Everybody's sitting around, you know, buying fucking two liters of, of Coke and shit like that and role-playing all day. Playing Street Fighter Alpha 2. Like, PlayStation had just come out. Not Tekken. PlayStation 2, PlayStation. Like, the original fucking gray PlayStation. Carry, carry that thing around in his backpack to everybody's house. Exactly. And he'd set up and fucking all the cool kids would sit around and play the fighting games. And, and we had a Japanese, we rigged it to play Japanese games that we didn't understand. It was crazy. There were a bunch of Japanese games when they first came out. So I leave to go you to had Tennessee. You turn it upside down. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure it didn't fucking vibrate. No, because you had to like plug like a little thing that made it, because those games weren't licensed in the United States. So you had to like block this thing. I don't know. John and Ray always figured it out. So when I leave, this is what's going on. Bunch of nerds sitting around yeah, role-playing. Doing role-playing stuff. Not even video games. Hadn't even heard of drugs yet. So I leave, go to Tennessee for four months, and I'm like consumed with being in a cult which is the picture company that I was a part of. We'll talk about that one day, but I'm sitting there fucking working at my picture company and shit goes south up there. And I decided to come back the first night I come back, literally the first fucking night I come back. Somebody says, Hey, let's go over to this girl's house. I'm not going to use her name because this, this story gets a little bit tawdry. Yeah, she'll sue us. But, <laughs> but we go over to her house and I walk in and two of my friends, Ray and Bo are sitting in the living room. Watching porn. And drinking. And drinking. Now, he's a year older than me at the time. I'm So he's like 20. No. Uh, yeah, he was 19 at the time. Are you you're se- yeah, you're 17, so I'm 18. He's 19. Everybody else is underage, too. And they're w- this is the main living room of two adults in their 30s or 40s at the time. 40s, because they were our parents. Age. Okay. In their 40s at the time, I walk into their main living room, and there are three underage people drinking and watching porn. And I'm like, Note what? that I was not in the room. <laughs> so my first question is, what the fuck happened in the time that I left? I leave, and everybody is sitting around. And he hasn't even got into Oz yet. He's just at the no, front gate of Oz. I'm standing around going... Like, it's just a little uh, bit of color. <laughs> it hasn't gone from black and white to full-on color yet. So I sit down with, with my friends for a second, and I'm like, so, uh, you guys are watching porn together, huh? <laughs> Which is weird. <laughs> Where's everybody else at? And they're like, oh, there's a few people downstairs, and Kenny's in the back room. What's Kenny doing in the back room? <laughs> Go ahead. It's your story. We're going to let Kenny tell you when he gets out here. And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Who's in the back room? Where are the parents in this situation? And they go, well, well that's part of the story. <laughs> well, the mom's back in the back room, too. What's her mom doing back there <laughs> with Kenny? 
keep going, Shane. You'll get there. <laughs> no, no. I don't, no, I don't want to get there. <laughs> no. Okay, so put it in this in this perspective. I've hung out with all the people in this story legitimately for like three years at this point. We've all grown up together. We graduated high school together. We'd all gone to the same social functions. A lot of these people were dating each other. Me and Kenny were the exception. Like he dated a friend of ours, his mom. I never <laughs> dated anybody inside the group ever because of this kind of bullshit, just like this. So basically, while I've gone to Tennessee, everyone has started drinking. Some people have started doing drugs. Now our friends are apparently sitting around in fucking rooms and watching porn together. Well, and Kenny is mom. banging one of the people in our group's mom. That girl was one year younger than us. No, no, she I'm was sorry. in my she home was, room. Yeah, she was Kenny's age. I'm sorry. She was one year younger than me. Her mom used to send me love letters, and she'd have to give them to me in home room. Like so her, ornate letters that she wrote with calligraphy and used a stamp with wax. Wow. She thought we were reincarnated lovers. Is this real? This is really what she told you? This is my Me Too story, dude. <laughs> So this is still because you guys all talk about how awesome it is, but if I was a seventeen-year-old girl, oh, I was about to say this is <laughs> this is still a big scab for our friend whose mom was banging you at the time. <laughs> but every time she gets like really like haughty about it and stuff like that, Kenny's like, um, victim. <laughs> just want to go ahead and say that like I, I was not even an adult yet. You can't be mad at me. <laughs> it, it might feel like I was taking advantage of your mom, but I might have been like twenty something years. Your mom her junior. was like forty five years old. <laughs> I was in the. I was twenty something. She touched years. my wiener. <laughs> I was just sitting on the bed one day watching movies with everybody else, and I didn't know why she was sitting on the bed with me behind everybody. All I know is she started touching my wiener. Is that how it started? Like she just reached over and like randomly touched your wiener? Oh, yeah. So this woman that you've hung out with for two or three years at this point. No, not two or three years. Shut up, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That person that we're whose house we at were not an original member of our group. That's true. That's true. She didn't come around. We're new to the group. So we just met this broad. (laughs) 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 I remember distinctly she was drunk on the floor and I was like, hmm. I'm not getting any from anywhere else. I bet I could bang this old lady. <laughs> so, so in I reality, with her a little bit, but I wasn't really ready. In my head, I was ready. But then I was on the bed and she touched my wiener and I was like, whoa. Well, <laughs> now I'm ready. Wow. I think I'm going to get, I think I'm going to get laid. <laughs> I and I got it. laid and it was, you know, like getting laid. <laughs> it was like, whoa, she does what she's doing. This is totally different than banging young kids <laughs> my age. Like, there was no figuring it out for 45 minutes. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to go in the hole. <laughs> What's a weird angle? <laughs> I, I can go on record at the podcast and say that the first time is always The first always fucking, fucking six months of you learning how to fuck. It's not the first time. It's the like first, the first the, year of fucking is just awkward. But the first time is like fucking, like, knowing where you're supposed to go, but having no idea how to get there. <laughs> Like, I'm pushing. <laughs> like you know exactly what the address is of the place you're going to, but so you can't tell that, anybody. How that to get evolved there. once her dad found out. <laughs> he freaked out, obviously. So you're still banging this girl's mom in her house. No, no, we were. I was banging her in their house until he found out. Then she started renting David's bedroom. You forgot that part. This, like I said, guys, David, our friend David, who went to high school with us, was the first one of us to get his own apartment. Yeah. So she would give David a hundred dollars for me and that's a her. shitty amount for a hotel room back then, dude. God yeah. damn. Well, she you just go this... to the motel six for 50 bucks. Well, she's afraid she'd get caught taking a 17 year old into a motel <laughs> <laughs> in retrospect. I understand why she didn't do that. <laughs> this was not cool back then. I mean, we're laughing about it, but in all reality, Kenny just fucking got sexually molested by an old lady. Hashtag me too. <laughs> Kenny has legitimately a statutory rape story. <laughs> like legitimately a statutory rape story. And it's still one of oh, the yeah. funniest things I used things to bang the shit out of her in that bedroom too. Like they'd be out there trying to watch TV and there's shit falling off the walls. Cause you know how you are when you're like, you first steady pussy. The first time you get pussy with somebody who understands it's what like they're calisthenics. doing. It's like calisthenics. Dude, it's, it's <laughs> like you'll come up for a fucking, it, it's like that scene in Fight Club when he comes to the door. That's that menopause teenager crossover. That's why like so many women I think get in trouble. Well, they like, hit this prime late in life where we're like, eh, I think I'm going to get my nuts cut. <laughs> we're in different places. On the Men and women age differently. 
And like she's going nut crazy. And she was also an alcoholic, so she probably had that going too. Didn't understand those kind of things back then. But uh yeah, I used to tear that ass up. <laughs> and everybody'd be like, God damn it, y'all were like going all night. So I sold some drums. <laughs> I was a victim, sir. I was a 17-year-old. You banged an alcoholic. And destroyed her family. Because her dad was all tight. Remember the dad? Yeah. He was a little dude. (laughs) And And he was so mad. Like, this isn't like. Like, he got like mad. Here's what really made him mad, I think, is when he got mad. We basically told him to settle down. <laughs> we're like, listen, man. We're like, we're, I, look, we, we understand we're teenagers. I know it's rough that your wife's but, banging. But you know, and we know that we'll beat your ass. <laughs> and we never said those words to him. Like, I was always on the side of the situation, kind of like for legit three months after I got back from Tennessee, after leaving and coming back from Tennessee for three months. <laughs> he was in shock. I sat there going, <laughs> what the fuck happened and they'll start showing up with like designer clothes they're like where'd you get those clothes because because his Cause, girl because my girl unquote because my girl's husband worked at lockheed's so they had plenty of money to buy kenny school clothes <laughs> his daughter didn't have any who then had to deliver love notes to me sealed with wax seals and shit I mean, there's so many like so many details Dude, like handwritten journals she would send me they were like Talk about how we were lovers in past lives, and it was just gross. She was really into astrology and shit. It was just gross. Like coming back from fucking Tennessee, I understand you're getting your dick sucked, and that that's great for you. Seventeen year old is not hard to twist our arm. I sold some drums. Okay, (laughs) you destroyed a family. You abused another teenager. I was abused by an adult, and then you sold the profits of your ill behavior to a church. I didn't sell the clothes to a church. I just, and I was with this woman. You weren't with her. She was married. You were the other man. Okay. This isn't South Park where all the cops are going to gather around and go. I didn't understand that, Shane. I was a victim. Thank you. The cops are going to stand around and go, nice. That's not what's going to happen, dude. This family was so fucked up, they adopted Bo for a while. (laughs) He was like their pet. <laughs> like a little troll they kept in the basement. I had to live in. I would just go over there and drink all their shit too. <laughs> it was pretty awesome, dude. We'd always go over there and eat all their food and drink all their shit. Like we, I think we all of us contributed sleep to the destruction his, of their family. Sleep with his wife. Yeah, and I think everybody except me contributed she to the destruction of their family. She didn't give head good at all. Actually, I don't want to talk about which was kind of a disappointment when you're with an older woman. You would think she would suck dick good, but she had a really bad gag reflex. Um, there's a, there's then there was phase two of the OMF. Where I moved into a, a woman's house in Dallas, Georgia. That's right, because this wasn't the only mother that you decided no, two to join years up later. With. This time, it was a conspiracy with her child. <laughs> so I started making friends with this kid who was a few years younger than me, but not a lot younger, like two or three years younger. And uh, he had gotten into some trouble because he got caught with some pot. So his mom was all on his ass. But apparently his mom was a freak. And this was a well-documented fact that his mom was a freak. Like, she had like sex toys and shit that they all like whips <laughs> back before 50 shades of gray was cool. So she was, she was purposely a freak, but, uh, now so what he, was the age difference between the two of you? She was 30. Mom? She was younger. Okay. She was 35 and I was 21. Was she relatively more attractive? Than she was much more attractive. Than- Shut up, bitch. Okay. She, she had a fit body for okay. being her age. Which is five years younger than I am now. <laughs> but she was crazy as fuck. If she I was crazy correctly. as fuck. I was scared of her. <laughs> See, Kenny was an adult at this point. There were no victims. Yeah, this was no molestation. She was just mean. She was there, meaner than I was. There were no victims. We were all hanging out. I mean, out the sex was incredible because she was all into that being dominated the shit. <laughs> only, <laughs> the only <laughs> thing that I remember at all she about this relationship. Gag reflux. The only thing I remember about that's really about this relationship is we were all hanging out. For <laughs> Me and a party. her son took over her house. No, no, no. No, you're that's way into the relationship. You're skipping way ahead because that's the part that's relevant to you. <laughs> that's all I remember about her. So let me get this there. God damn it. So basically, her son was like, you know, my mom kind of likes you, and if uh, you were to hook up with her, we could probably smoke all the weed and do all the acid we want around here. <laughs> and I was like. I'm not fucking anybody. He's sold. <laughs> Your mom's kind of hot and she's a freak. So yeah, A plus B equals C. I started banging her. Next thing I know, I moved in. Like it went roller coaster fast. And then I moved in. I'm sharing a bed with this woman. 
And we ran it for like two years. It worked out. And then uh, at one point, it was 420. Yes, it was. <laughs> so at our, our our group celebrates the anniversary 420. So I go over to D- which is like. Like the D8, hub at that point. D eight was A was B. This was A. <laughs> well, this was A for a little while until one day, like like people started pissing in his trash can and puking on his floor. And shut up, bitch! Like, that's you, enough. You guys got to go. And so, that's when D eight took over the crown. Yeah, D eight was more debacles. <laughs> D eight was debaucherous. There was more sitting around smoking and drinking at, at and, and there was like just wild fucking west. <laughs> like my, ba- the my bathroom was a portal for gay sex. It was a weird shit. shit it was over there. <laughs> we so, said weird shit in fucking concert. I had to go back over to <laughs> shut up, bitch. To recover from DA. So so we're sitting around we're for four twenty, and I got her niece with me. And you show like, up. You show up now. We haven't seen. Let me let me interject my part of the story here. Kenny hasn't been around at all. When well, he, he got with this girl on the phone, but like I moved in with this girl and like No, he didn't just move in with her. Like he was having a full on relationship. Yeah. Like like he would like pick up the kids for me kind of a relationship. Yeah, we were like we were down. We were paying bills together and all kind of shit. Yeah. So he comes over to hang out and everything's going great. He's sitting there partying. We're all having a good time. It's about three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, and she knew where I was. Like I told her, like we're going to we're like going to not my friends, not like a little bit of a knock. And we're in a condo complex, okay? Like she is knocking, like Shane, like the police. <laughs> you don't have to knock shit off the table for a sound effect. It's th- sorry, listeners. Shane has no cooth. He, he would accept drums from you when he has no, no relationship, goals with you whatsoever, and then sell them to a church. Go, go ahead. So, so there's knocking at the door. No, there's not knocking at the door. Let's She's be beating on the fucking door. She's we, beating the door. We, down. Shut up, bitch. Somebody answers the door and she's like, I know Kenny's in there. And if you don't tell him to come out there right now, I'm calling the cops on all of y'all. So all of us go, holy fuck, Kenny, get the fuck out of here. What's wrong with you? Get your crazy woman out of here. It's like, God damn it. I was away from the house more than an hour and a half. This is perfect penis issues. (laughs) But as Kenny's friend, who's like always wanting to buck the system for his friends, I'm like, Dude, tell her you can't come. Tell her you gotta hang out here, dude. It's four twenty. You can't no, dude, leave. No, dude, you don't understand. She'll call the cops. She's crazy. Kenny's like, no, dude, she's really crazy. I have to go. I'm like, no, Kenny, hang out, dude. We're all partying. Yeah, tell, it's great. Telvis had to come help me move out of there so I'd have a witness. <laughs> he he did. Tell I'll give Telvis credit. He drove right the fuck over while she was throwing my shit out in the yard. And that's how this relationship ended. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the we, other one we, just ended in divorce. This we one ended we like in- halfway broke up. And uh, we were still shared a bed, and I was still living in her house, paying bills. And she had young girls living there. <laughs> not illegal, but young girls who, if you're with a man, you should not be moving in 17-year-old family members because what you were, you know, <laughs> alluding to possibly happened. It happened because we were on a break. And uh, I got my dick sucked, and Ray had a crush on the girl that sucked my dick. You follow me? Yeah. So I remember this story. This, this is where we find out how crazy this woman really is. So Ray kind of is sensitive <laughs> and, and Ray started in my mind acting funny, which may have just been paranoia. So I'm talking to David about the situation and I'm telling him what happened and why I think Ray might be acting. And I'm supposed to be moving in with Ray. So I'm kind of worried about this. <laughs> so little did I know she had the phone tapped. Like with this thing you could plug into your phone line at the master back when houses had one place where the phone came in. Right. And anytime somebody used the phone, it automatically started recording. So she has now a tape recording of me talking about basically fucking her niece <laughs> in her bed. <laughs> Cause I got my dick sucked and I fucked her. So <laughs> sold some drums. <laughs> she was 18. I was sold just, some drugs. We were broken up, goddammit. So yeah, anyway, this she was in a Ross and Rachel situation. You were living in her house. They were living together too, basically. She lived across the hall with Joey. It's the same thing. Dude, literally, you fucking lived with this woman and her niece moved in. Her niece lived there for like sex. a whole long year and her niece like had mad hots for me the whole time and I was like, "No." No, Kenny, no, I, I think no. You and were then the... finally we broke up and I was waiting on Ray to get a room ready for me. <laughs> and one night she was all like, and oh, by the way, my, 
the ex-girlfriend had taken a job where she delivered blinds to Lowe's. It's weird. I don't know. It was just one blind company. And she was driving blinds out to Texas. That's a really so weird segue. She'd be gone for three or four days at a time. So it was like day two and a half when this girl like finally wore my will down. It was like, please let me suck your dick. How many times can you say no to let me suck your dick? Every man out there. Ladies, turn your head so I can have an honest moment with the guys. Guys, you know you can only say no to a dick sucking so many times. It's true. It's true. I'm sorry. It's true. Just like the girl in high school who didn't want your ring, you could have said, I can't accept this. I can't accept this. You're taking my pants off anyway, though. Stop. I didn't sell nothing to a church. I didn't sell her fucking lip gloss. Fuck off. Don't buy me the drums. That's so, what I'm saying. That girl was fine. She was all like, she even came back later. She's like, I just want you to know, I don't feel like you did anything wrong. <laughs> this is not So it. how did, how did this, this whole culmination end? She throws your shit in the yard. Oh, she, I, I'm at work one day and I get a phone call. <laughs> and I remember I'm waiting for Ray to have this room. Like we'd already talked about me. I'm moving out. She knows I'm moving. Out. Right. You can get your shit. Tried to call my job and tell him I was faking hours, which was impossible with our computer system back then. So my boss was like, this bitch is crazy. You might want to go home. Get your, get your stuff, man. So I called Tel- David. and He's at work. He's like, call Telvis. Telvis is off today. So I called Telvis. And I was like, look, dude, I don't need you to help me carry anything because like, all I'm going to have is clothes. But I need a witness. This bitch is going to try to get me arrested or something. I just know it. So he's like, all right, dude, I'll meet you there. So sure enough, Telvis just stands in the yard and she's like, your friends, this, this, and this. And Telvis is like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Because you know Telvis. He's he was cold. Switzerland and all that shit. He, he wasn't like, Switzerland. He just had no sympathy for broads at that time period. He was on a fucking rampage. <laughs> he was all like, I don't care what Kitty did to you. Fuck it. I think you should fuck all your fucking family. Oh, God damn. <laughs> God damn. Are you done throwing his clothes out? Because I think we got half of them in my car and half of them in his car. Are you done yet? We got to go. <laughs> Kitty, this was awesome. You didn't even have to pack yourself. And I'm like, shut up, Telvis. <laughs> Before she starts dumping the bags out. <laughs> I fucked her like three more times after I moved out. <laughs> Don't buy me any drums. <laughs> I didn't get any drums out of it. I got my that's, own shit out of the house. That's all I did. Listen to him rationalizing this. He accepted a gift on false pretenses can he, after he weakly told her, don't buy me any drums. No, I very and strongly told her. he sold those drums to a church. Like 20 years later. Um <laughs> There was wow. no, I think the statute of limitations was way up on the curse at that point. No. Uh, <laughs> God I, remembers. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. I sold some drums. You broke up two families. That's all I'm saying. I didn't break up the second family. She was a single mom when I got with her. She was a single mom when I left. She was expecting you to be the knight in shining armor who was going to ride off into the sunset with her. No, dude. She just wants somebody that would whip her with a cat of nine tails. And you ruined her family. I whipped the shit out of her too. And she loved it. <laughs> That's enough for this week, dude. We we gotta go. <laughs> Any parting thoughts? Yeah, you tune somebody up with a cat of nine tails. You don't just start whacking the shit out of them. You gotta start light. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right, guys, this has been another episode of Now That I'm Older. I'm here with Kenny. He's decided I'm he's just taking off my headphones, headphones off. off. I, have to go. I just told you. I got dirty drawers. We're not still talking about your underwear, Kenny. What the hell?